If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill, I got a question for you. Okay. First of all, did you ever work as a substitute teacher? No, we've talked about this on the podcast. I somehow got out of that phase. And so I feel like I didn't do that rite of passage. Oh man, you gotta be a sub. Like, just like go to the elementary school down the street someday when you want to get out of your school and be like, Hey, can I just like step in and sub for a day? Well, and be like, no, yeah. I've had, I, Colleen, I've had moments like that. Like I've said, Oh sure. I can cover <laughs> while all the teachers are at a funeral or I sure I can totally cover your class. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't great at it. So like, I know the, I know the feeling of that. It was just never an all day sub in a random school. So Okay. So if you were, if you walked into a school, you're on a, you're on a preschool through 12th grade campus and you walk in and you're like, okay, I'm here to sub. And they say you today, you are subbing this. What would scare you? What grade level or subject would scare you? Tell me. Kindergarten, uh, terrifies me. (laughs) And I mean, I'm a mom, like I get it. And I've been in hundreds of (laughs) kindergarten classrooms. But the time frame, like this is what's killed me in moments in kindergarten, like how long it takes someone to do something. I have no uh-huh. concept of uh-huh. attention spans uh-huh. of an entire room of kindergartners and those callback strategies. We've done an episode on callback strategies and I have yeah. them if you're secondary, but kindergarten, like I don't have those rhymes and claps and things that work. So oh, that scares me. Gosh. How about you? What scares you? So I love this because it is preschool and kindergarten. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> We're and, a great podcast about partners and we need to balance each other. This is, yeah, this is crazy. So We should have, wait, time out. We should have kindergarten teacher takeover week and have two kindergarten teachers do a couple episodes for us. I'm going to propose that. Well, that would be great. We talk, I mean, think about it. We talk all the time about how if you go into a preschool classroom or a kindergarten classroom, if you're a junior high teacher or a high school teacher, you are going to pick up strategies that you can use in your classroom because they can do things they teach explicitly. They are masters of redirection. They can wrangle, like they are amazing. So everybody has something to learn from preschool and kindergarten teachers. I though, when I walk in and thank God, I never 
did have to um, sub a kindergarten class. Mm, um, I did. Yeah. I don't think that would have gone well, but like I get anxiety when I get, when I go into, I, I learn yeah. a lot though. I have to tell you, I learn so much in those classrooms. It's I don't want to lose credibility though, Colleen. So like when I, we know it, when we <laughs> see it, like we know a good one, when we see one, it just doesn't mean that like we can teach all things to all people. Cause that's no, just I can't not teach all things to all people. No, 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 no. And I, and I do, I coach, um, I coach a couple of kindergarten teachers and we, we make progress together, but I'm still learning from them. So it's, you know, it's a great thing. All right. So let me tell you, um, the reason why I asked you that was I had the the pleasure of being in a kindergarten classroom recently. And, um, I saw something that was pretty amazing. It was actually being taught by the school counselor though. So the school counselor, her name is Kathleen Murray, and she is the school counselor at Santa Cruz Catholic School in Austin, no, in Buda, in Buda, Texas. And I've, I've talked about this school before, amazing, amazing things going on there, but I got to see the counselor in action with kindergartners. So get ready. Okay. So what she did was, um, her lesson was about teaching kindergartners how to ask for help. Okay. Seems like, okay. seems like a pretty simple sure. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is how we ask for help. Well, but first of all, in order to get this lesson underway, she first had to demonstrate, um, this is how we're going to pay attention to this lesson today. First, our eyes are going to be watching me and she showed them points to her eyes. This is what eyes watching looks like. This is what ears listening look like. Our bodies are going to be calm. So this is what a calm body looks like. Our voices are going to be quiet. Okay. So they're, they're, they're all ready. Then she uses picture cards. She pulls out a stuffed animal snail and she kind of makes a face with the snail's mouth and she brings out picture cards of different emotions and asks them, how do you think snail feels? Is it this? Is it this? And it's, you know, different emotions. And so they're now learning how to read emotion, which is, oh my gosh, explicit instruction in (laughs) reading emotions and reading body language. Right. I was like, we all need this. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. It it was amazing. That was something that my son learned in speech therapy, like years and years. You know what I mean? Like it's really a good, good tactic. So I I was totally wowed by that. Then, um, she said, um, this is how you don't interrupt. You don't ever want to interrupt someone when they're talking because that's not, it's not good manners. You're going to, um, you know, make them lose their train of thought, all these reasons why you don't interrupt people. But what you could do is you could say, excuse me, or you could touch someone on a shoulder or on an arm, but you don't blurt. Now, Jill, have we talked about the blurting thing? We've yes, talked about we've this, talked right? about blurting. And it makes me giggle because you and I talk each uh, talk over each other. Like people who listen know this, but it's different when you're having a conversation with someone and you're equals and you're doing your thing and you're talking to each other and you get excited as friends. Yeah. It's different in teaching kids how to not blurt. Yeah. It's a mom concept. It's a parenting thing and it's a teacher thing. Yeah. So blurting, I, I have to say like in, in the last few years when I've gone into classrooms and I, you know, ask the teacher, so what's the thing? Like, what's the thing that, that aggravates you? Or yes. What's the thing that really throws you off your we game? Talked and about this. students blurting, right? So she's right. teaching them, this is why we don't blurt. And this is how we're going to try to rein it in. Okay. But then, okay. So then she shifts gears and she talks about, um, how to ask someone for help 
when you're in a frustrating situation. Ooh, so I love she's this. talking Teach about me. emotion. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She she gets them to understand like what does frustration look like? Oh, and and has anybody ever felt that way before? This is what frustration is. Has anybody ever been, you know, stuck and felt frustrated? Well, of course, right? So then she said, if you are frustrated with something and you need help, you can't just yell out, I need help. You can't, you know, throw your hands in the air. You can't yell out. These are the, you know, that's not, not what you do, but what you can do is you can go to someone and say, excuse me, can you help me? Or you can touch them on the arm and say, can you help me? But there's a way to do this. So I want you all to practice. And then she had all these kindergartners. There were probably 18 of them in the room. Um, asking each other. She said, I want you to look at the person across from you because they were all in tables across from each other. I want you to ask the person across from you for help. Can you all do that? And then she had them all. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Practice. And we need uh-huh. to do it again when they're, you know, feeling the middle school awkwardness and they needed to get it, do it again. And when they're like high school freshmen and college freshmen, because it's a whole new scene and they're not sure how to do it. And the one, the students who are successful can do this. Mm-hmm. They can. Mm-hmm. I know I, from mm-hmm. a secondary angle, the kids who can do this get more help. Well, and not just that, but I I, re- I was with a teacher recently. We were standing in the hall just kind of chit-chatting and it was during a passing period and it was probably a fifth or sixth grader walked up, stood in between us and talked in the teacher's face. And so how did the teacher <laughs> react, Jill? hopefully stopped them, but I, we kind of uh-huh. just give into this sometimes of uh, that teacher uh-uh. stopped them. But like, uh-huh. but, <laughs> but we, I don't know. We're not, I guess we just got, we became it, very it casual threw, as a, it th- it, we have become too casual and that's what we've got a lot of blurting and because we're not explicitly teaching kids how to like, this is how you approach someone and this is how you get someone's attention. Not to mention, so this fifth or sixth grader that came and stood in between us and said to the teacher, I need blah, blah, blah. And so it, she was like, that was rude. So it like shifted the mood of the moment where here's this kid who needs something and he walks up and he asks for it. So he's trying to, you know, self-advocate or get what he needs before he has to be in class. But he was rude. He went around, he went about it the wrong way. So things didn't go like they were supposed to. So if he had, you know, stood, you know, patiently and said, excuse me, or touched her on the arm, the whole situation would have gone differently. Right. So yeah, I, I love the lesson. I do too. But we have to practice it all the time. <laughs> right. And we have to reinforce it. And we, you know, out of our control is that every adult would be treating that situation the same way. But what is in our control is teaching the teachers around us in the teacher's lounge that this is what we did. And so we're hoping that they can all help us. So if, so if you're, you know, the teacher who says, well, I'm going to try this, you know, regardless of the grade level, say, I'm going to try this because I think it's going to be a worthwhile conversation in my classroom. And then the challenges go into your teacher's lounge and say, Hey, I did this lesson today. And so if we share students or even if it's Mm. the elective teachers or whatever and say, Hey, I did this. And can you just help me to know if it's going well in your rooms too, because your kids end up in the music room and art room and all these things. And if, if you're not all reinforcing it, then, you know, what good is it going to do? 
Yeah. Oh, and there's the bell. But yes, that that is a great point when you're sharing students and reinforcing those positive things that we're teaching. And it was like a 15 or 20 minute lesson. So it was really fantastic. But all right. So thank you so much for the energy boost. We love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Teachers, please keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers and counselors. We will see you next time.